You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, Kate, what are you listening to? One plus one equals three. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, no, it's a song. Oh, well, what's that from? Welcome back to episode 22 of What's That From? A podcast exploring musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week we're exploring the musical Sideshow. Whoa. Ooh, we picked this one because it was number 22, you know, two, two, twins. You get it. <laughs> you get it. And if you don't, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if we'll get this show. Um, Maybe this isn't for you. So, Sideshow. Sideshow. I really liked it. I, I also really liked did it. Ever had, I don't know why I do this thing where I see a piece of art, whether it's like a movie, a TV show, a song, a musical, and I see it and I get this energy from it that I know I'm going to like it, but I don't explore it. And then when I finally do, I'm like, oh, I always knew I would like this. This was <laughs> I, this show. Yes, I've I always knew I was going to like this show. Yes. And I do. <laughs> I was right. And then I proved myself correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Like, I feel like even if it would come out on my, like, Spotify shuffle or something, I would skip it. But, like, deep down, I'd be like, if I listen to that, I know I would like it. Right. But for some reason, I just never took a chance. And now I'm glad we did. I'm and you should, too. <laughs> also, I don't know if we said this, but... Me and Kate are back in person, so so the energy's on another level. Tonight. The energy tonight, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, take a seat. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Welcome to the side show. <laughs> Your very own Violet and Daisy yeah. here. <laughs> Who's who, though? Oh, Ooh, maybe we should. Okay, maybe we should go through it and describe it first, okay. and then we'll say who we think we are, and we'll have okay. everybody vote on it too. <laughs> vote on our Instagram. Listen up, fans. We'll give you a little character descript, and then you can vote. I love it. <laughs> for the, not for the movie that we want to have directed by Ryan Murphy. Yeah, we, we'll leave that one to him to guess. <laughs> okay, um, well. So I think it's time for the 30-second plot challenge. Uh, so I'm going to get the clock out. Okay. Kate, you're know. looking over the summary. Here we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> 30 seconds. I forgot you're sitting and right next to me now. we... Go. Okay, so there's this sideshow where a bunch of people, like, you know, like, bearded lady, like, circus type deal, a bunch of people, there's a conjoined twins, Violet and Daisy, they're in the show, and they get roped into doing vaudeville, they do vaudeville, these, like, a bunch of guys try to be, like, kind of take advantage of them, or, like, they just want to, like, they're really impressive, and they do a lot of cool things, so then one wants love, one wants fame, but they're conjoined at the hip, and through a series of events, they fall in love, they fall out of love, but they know that they always have each other. And you still have time. Oh my gosh. I felt like that was kind of good towards the end. Time. I was getting a little <laughs> I was getting I was getting a little like nervous in the beginning because I was like I'm talking too much about everyone else, but I think that kind of Yeah. Yeah. I think that was great. I'm glad that's done. The show is kind of confusing, I'll be honest. It is. It's like the plot makes sense. There's yes. nothing confusing about yes. the plot, but the boys' names. The names. We've got like Terry, Buddy, Boss. <laughs> Billy, Bobby, Millie, Bobby Brown. <laughs> we got we got everybody up in here. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this show, and like they all, it can conf- like also like Violet and Daisy. They're both like 
the flowers. So then in my brain, I'm like... It's hard to tell them apart. And like they Especially are Especially just conjoined. over the voice. Yes. They do, not to say that Emily Skinner and Alice Ripley have similar voices, because they do have unique voices. They blend really well. But it is, when they're singing together, I'm like, whoa, I don't They know went on to um, do like two duet albums yeah, after the show. That's cool. Because they were like, yeah, our they voices did. blend. They, yeah. they said butter. Yeah. They <laughs> and they works. were wrong. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> you can't beat Mame. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, to kind of fill in the some, like, um, some holes. I mean, I guess to fill in people's names, mostly. So, right. There's a freak show. The girls are there with as an like, attraction. Yeah, They're with, like, like a bunch of attraction. other... It's kind of like... Just imagine if you've seen The Greatest Showman. Or, like, Freak Show, American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. It's just kind of like the stereotypical, like, carnival... Problematic. Problematic event yeah so that's how that's where we're starting but like you know what it really sets the tone for how like disrespected they are wait and but like, actually it puts them at the bottom i love you know? that opening number oh i like it too they're like come look at the yeah the music's great also oh. yeah the music is awesome in the show so like, even if you don't care what the good. plot's about like listen to the music because it's so it's so good, good. Yeah, it's so like good. literally like four songs in i texted josh and i was like wait why does this show slap so hard the orchestrations <laughs> like the drama it's really dramatic really and it's and to me it's justified it doesn't feel like it's like no. overly dramatic because i'm like yeah i mean these girls are sad and it's cool because they're in like they're in the sideshow they're in the vaudeville these are all inherently dramatic big things so i think like the music fits really well with it and they're based on real twin sisters we didn't say that it's the, sh- the plot of the show is loosely based on their lives there was a revival of it that they made more specific yes. to their lives but we should say that it is based off a true story of daisy and violet hilton not Paris. Yeah, they're from... <laughs> no relation to Paris, but... <laughs> but, yeah, they're from, like, the 1930s. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy we were talking about, because, like, the show opened in 1997, and they passed they passed away, away in, like, the 60s. Yeah. So it kind of was, like, a quick turnaround. And it's crazy because they passed away, like, out of fame. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. out of fame. And now there's, like, a musical about them, and, like, there's kind articles of sad. all over. You know what I like, mean? It's I know. Like, you oh, wish so, like... Like, it's they like could they see. were famous, then they got lost, and then they were found again. Yeah. It's just so, so sad. It is really sad. But, I mean, pretty fierce to have a musical written about them, I True. guess. True. But, so there's a freak show, there are the stars there, and they have um, an aspiring musician, Buddy, Buddy Foster. He brings Terry Connor. I think what it is, is they give us the last names. I'm like, no, I got two names to work on. You know <laughs> and the, like, Terry Connor, those are two first names. Right, right. <laughs> that's like not a I think that's what name. it was. So yeah. we got Buddy and we have Terry. <laughs> Buddy's an aspiring musician, and Terry is a talent scout for the Orpheum Circuit, which is like a vaudeville touring circuit. It's yeah. like a ring of vaudeville theaters around the country. Yeah. So they they bring the talent scout there to see their act, saying that like we think I think we can make money off of this. And um, he meets them, but the boss there is like, ah, you can't take away my girls. Like, yeah, they, that's how I make my money. Right. He's like the ringleader. Right. And so then like they, um, Terry's like, you know, like, what are your names? Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Like, what do you aspire to? So then they sing Like Everyone Else, which is one of my favorite it's songs so, from the show. so like, like when they introduce their names, like the melody, I'm like, oh. It's so good. Oh, oh my gosh. It's your introduction too. Yes. Like, it's like, oh. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Like that genius how they did that in the very beginning of the show, like ask their names and their dreams. Like now, now we know. Now yeah. we're hooked. Literally. Incredible. Literally. So then, um, like, Violet, she's a little bit more of, like, the demure one. She kind of just wants, like, a normal life. life yeah. yeah. She wants, like, a husband. She wants a house. She wants, like, the American dream. And then um, 
Daisy, she's like the fame and fortune gal. She's like, give me the lights. Give me the stardom. I want to be famous. Right. So if we can keep track of this, Violet wants a house and a husband. Daisy wants fame. And I got to be honest, the way that I could remember who was who when I was listening to it, Alice Ripley or Emily Skinner was, <laughs> I thought Violet is the color purple. Not the musical. <laughs> Sorry. Not me to confuse that. Violet is a color of shade of purple. And purple is the next normal logo, which Alice Ripley started. In. So Genius. that's another way to remember. That's another way to remember. If you're trying to listen to like their literal voices, which is also kind of difficult. So then like Terry is like, you know what? I want to like give you a better life. Give you a better life. Yeah. And so then they're like, oh my god. And the boss is like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and so they decide to um they're gonna have teach the girls a song, so now they'll learn like a musical act to go with it. Yeah. And so this is, like, kind of the scheme to go behind, like, the boss's um, back. Right. So he's like, you know what? Fine. If you want, let me hire them. Like, we're going to teach them a song. And, and see like, how people really respond to Yes. It. So it's kind of like a little scheme. Right. Then we meet Jake. And he plays the Cannibal King in the sideshow. Played by Norm Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal. The, the voice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whenever, like, his voice comes through my, spe- like, headphones, I'm literally, like... So commanding. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Like, the minute that his voice, like, it's the same with the wild party. Like, when we did the wild party, and his voice came through, I was like, correct. Powerful, like, oh. oh it's just so good. Oh. So we meet him, and um, he's kind of like, uh. He's their friend. He's, he's their like friend. A very close friend. I'd say the, the side, like, the sideshow, I think they're all, like, a family. Because right. they're all kind of the outcasts of... Like their circumstance, and so they all kind of get really close. And and he's worried that he, they're going to take an advantage, right? Which taken advantage of correctly and worried, so, right? And yeah. he's like, "Hey, watch out! Like, there's devils out there." So this is Jake <laughs> to keep track of the men in Jake. the show. <laughs> so we got Terry the musician. No, no. Terry the talent scout. Scout. Buddy, Buddy the musician. musician. And Jake, Jake the cannibal king. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake the Norm Lewis. Put a sense on this <laughs> So. So then Terry comes back and he's like, all right, like, let's see them perform. And they do this, like, phenomenal number. Again, not to plug another song, but more than we bargained for, right. which I also really love. Um, and then... they The twins are like, oh, like, I think these guys are pretty cute. Yeah. But now they're navigating weird territory because they're conjoined and, like... Weird territory. What? Yeah. <laughs> That is a correct statement. <laughs> yeah, because they're... Okay, yeah, but you can continue. Your sentence, sorry. No, I love it. I literally stopped you like a mid-thought. Um, but... You were saying that, like, that it's hard for them to fall in love because... Right, it's just, like, something... It's territory that they've never gone down before. Right, right. And because, obviously, like, they're conjoined. So, you know, to have a private moment with someone right. is not super easy to do. Right. So... Then they're kind of like, oh my gosh, like, they confess basically to each other that they're feeling this. And then they do their show, and it's a great success, people love it, and the boss finds out and is, like, almost gonna, like, hurt the twins, basically. Right. And so then Jake comes to the rescue. Norm. Lewis. Norm. And, um... <laughs> this is what I had to do in reading the plot synopsis, so I'm just giving Norm. you guys... Like, I literally had to be Norm like... Alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so then Daisy, Violet, and Jake now is gonna go on tour with Terry and Buddy. So we got like a little pack of people. Right. So they say goodbye to the freak show. Yeah. And then because, um, like, 
it kind of ends up that like all the freak show like backs them up right. and they're like all they're like we are all gonna quit if you don't let them right. go do this like vaudeville thing and then the boss has no choice he's like well i can't lose everyone right. so if i'm only gonna lose like a few people i guess that's fine so then now like we see like a glimpse of them doing their vaudeville act like they're like the elevated vaudeville act this is i like that the show about how we saw different numbers of their performance mm-hmm. and how it changed like yes how it got better and better every single yes. time so this was a cool one. This was cute. A little, like, vaudeville Yes. All of their songs are kind of, like, tappy, a soft shoe number. Yeah. So. They're really sweet. Yeah. And they sound great. And they're doing great. And so then um, Terry and Buddy are getting a little more, like, kissy, flirty with them. Right. And um, the interviewers are like, hey, like, uh, what's going on with your love life there? And and then it starts getting awkward because they're like, oh, like, we have feelings for these guys. And. And the guys are like, we have feelings for these girls, but I don't know if I can do that. And then it's like, oh, are we just prejudiced against it? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, yes. And then like the and then it gets sticky because the reporters ask Terry and Buddy, and right. they're like, no. And the girls are like, oh, well. And then they like, is anybody ever gonna love us? Right. And then they sing, "Who will love me as, as I, I am? am," which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. So that's and, Act One, which not as confusing. It's just the names are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> But so it ends at a place, it ends at a low, not plot-wise. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really crazy happening in, their, in, in like, their future right now. It's just more personal. Like, yeah. Who's going to love us ever? I we know. Are we ever going to find love? Oh, my god. Like, it's more of an emotional yes. cliffhanger than yes. it is, like, somebody, like, goes missing. Or, you know and they're like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Like, it's just, it leaves you in this place of, like. Oh, like, I'm so sad for them. Yes. Yeah. And you do feel sad for them. Like, I, it, it, I don't know, because it's. It's such a unique experience, like, in, unless you are a conjoined twin, I, I don't know that you could know that experience, right. and so I think that, like, a lot of these songs, like, I think do a good job of, like, taking you to that place where they, like, ask the hard questions of, like... It's just something that, like, you have to be like, oh, I've never thought about this right. before, you know, right. I've never had to think about this right. before. Right, like, we have the privilege of, like, not knowing what that feels like, but to someone going through that... Right. Yeah. So, so then, then Act Two takes us in like a jump in the future a little bit, just to um, now they're at the height of their success and they've got like a Follies big number, probably like feathers and things. You know, right. like it's just like a lot more classier the music sounds than mm-hmm. like hokey, like vaudeville <laughs> tap. You know? Yeah, now they've made it <laughs> big. Yeah. Now it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you get it. No, I get it. So then Daisy, of course, she's the one who wanted the stardom, the fame. She is living. This is her dream. This is everything she wanted. But Violet is not having a great time because she's just getting further and further away from her husband's simple life house dream. So that's also like, ugh. Then Buddy at a New Year's Eve party proposes to Violet. And um, and then Terry starts being like, oh, like, I wonder if I could get along with Daisy because now he sees them two together and he's like, right. oh, maybe this could be a possibility. But then he just imagines what it would be like if he could have a moment with her without her sister. Right. In a private conversation. Right. Then we do like a fun, like little um, vaudeville number, like an onstage number, but it is paralleling what's going on in their life. It's kind of like so a, a little like cabaret situation. Yeah, it's cute. It's, yeah. I, I like that they did it. One yes. plus one equals three. And it's about how if Buddy and um, Violet are going to get married, how Daisy is going to play in that. Or how right. all three of them are going to play a factor in their relationship. Right. Now. And it's cute. Yeah. And so then they're all kind of like 
in this awkward, like, love square, I guess. Yeah. But they're not really involved with each other. It's just kind of, like, the fact of their situation. And so then, like, um, Jake, like, overhears, like, Buddy... Uh, like, doubting, like, how their relationship is going right. to... How all the whole thing is going to work. And so then uh, he tells Violet... He's like, this like, is my moment. Like, it's this gonna, is my chance. Yeah, and he's like, this is going to end poorly for you. I've loved you this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like... And Jake is Norm. Yes. And he... <laughs> so he's, this is Norm Lewis. Like, he has been there from the beginning. Right. So, like, he's, like, an OG. Close family friend from the beginning. Yeah. He's always loved her. This was his final chance if he was going to stop their wedding and finally confess his love. And he does it. And now she's like, whoa, I wanted to settle down and now I have two suitors. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, now too much. <laughs> too much of what I wanted. Don't know what to do with this information. So now it's the night before the wedding and they're at like the finale of the Texas Centennial. And, and so they, um, they decide to all go on the tunnel of love, like all the couples. Right. So, and like, um, it's this big, big drama where everybody is facing their like, What's gonna happen? And the What's song is epic. It's really epic. Yeah. Epic. No other word to describe it but epic. So then the wedding happens, and like they're literally selling tickets and souvenirs for this wedding, which is like. Oh. That's another show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then there's just some complications, and then Jake, obviously, she's marrying Buddy, so he's, he's like, like oh. I'm out. <laughs> He's like, I'm embarrassed and okay. See ya. Never. I'm embarrassed and okay. <laughs> that's a line from the show. That's what he says. <laughs> so then, um, but then inevitably, Buddy backs out and right. he says, actually, I'm not strong enough to do this. So then Jake's gone and Buddy is also gone. And now she's like, I had no one. I had two suitors and I'm back to square one. <laughs> Wow. It's another one from the show. (laughs) In the script. I had two shoes. I had none. I had two. And now I'm back to none. (laughs) So then... um, So then Daisy is like, well, we got this whole show going on. Everybody's going to be upset. We're going to lose all this money. So how about we... um, Us get married, Terry. Like, we'll be the the couple now. And Terry's like, whoa. This is not what I signed up for showing up today. He said, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. And I just gotta say. Yeah. So then, um, basically, they like they really are putting out for all these people. Like, they're like, okay, wait, what about we get married to you? Okay, what about you? And, like, nothing is working. Everyone's, like, ditching them. And so... They're like, come on, like, money, like, please, you got to the altar, like, you got Because there's a movie contract, there's right. all these complications. They've sold tickets. you want to decide not to. So, like. then, so then he he backs out, and then the twins are left alone, which is just heartbreaking. And that's how it ends. Like, they, and they, they get s- left alone, and they're like, well, we literally always have each other. Yep, and they sing, I will never leave you, which is, like, the song I feel like most people know from the show. Yeah. And it's epic. It's a great, oh, big ending number. Big ending number. And then they do like a little reprise of "Come Look at the Freaks," but now they're like, kind of like we're owning it. Yeah, like they're just like like, they they're accepting it, it. Yeah, ownership. Yeah. Wow, what a well crafted show. 
It's very like just their emotional internal journey. I These like. people are singing their souls yeah. out, which we should point out the uh, music was written um, by Henry Krieger, who actually wrote the music for Dreamgirls, Dream which is one of my favorite musicals. Yeah, so the music of Dreamgirls is one of my favorite scores ever. Like, man knows how to write uh, "Pouring Out of Your Heart," and it's great. And and like the thing that's really cool in Dreamgirls is that like the dialogue is sung through, so it feels kind of like an opera. Mm-hmm. And this show has a lot of moments of that, mm-hmm. and that's where I see the parallels between yeah. the writing from him. I agree. When there's those like scenes that are sung. Yeah. Which I think is fun. And I love when musicals do that. I do too. So, honestly, I take it back. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I'm like, no, I just feel like it. there's music just to have music. But he writes it in a very justified way. Yes, very purposeful. Yeah. The show, and I think, too, listening to it, what I like about it is it's it doesn't feel one note, but it does feel like the same show. Yeah. They all live in the same family, but there's the vaudeville fun cutesy numbers. There's the heart-wrenching ballads. There's the people, like, belting their souls out. But then there's a cute little dance break. Right. And there's the a lot. The structure of it is very put together, I would feel like. Yeah, I think I mean, so, too. just, like, reading it. I mean, maybe if I saw it, it'd be a different experience. Yeah, I mean, we'd be remiss to not point out that the show did not do great. Yeah. It got, like... Good reviews. Right. It did get good reviews. It did not run very long. I think it's just the topic of it. I just think people are maybe doing... I don't know. Yeah, the original Broadway production ran for 91 performances, and then there was a revival in 2014. It only played for 56. Which, also, I should point out, the 2014 revival, they made changes to the script. They made it a little darker... And that's the only version you can license now. It's yeah. the updated version. So I guess the people who really, who wrote the original worked on it and f- feel more comfortable with that yeah. version of it, you know? Yeah. So. I already feel like the original is pretty dark, though. I know. I listen to both recordings. Yeah. And I prefer the original. I do, too. You can't... The vocals... Feels more pure you can't touch me. it. Yeah. You really can't. <laughs> the original Broadway cast... It's pretty cool, though, because both... Um, of the twins, Daisy and Violet, were both nominated for Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical. That's the first time that that had happened. Yeah. Because they were both the leads. Yeah, it's awesome. So they didn't win, unfortunately. But it was nominated for Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, and then two for Best Performance by a Leading Actress Yeah, in a but then for Drama Desk Awards, only Alice Ripley got nominated, which is like, ouch. <laughs> I would have been like, hello. <laughs> Like, I, like, both are not. That's so rude. That is so rude. Who thought that was okay? Like, from the drama desk perspective. Like, I'm Team Emily. Like, that's mean. That is so mean. That's so mean. That's evil. Because they're even. Like, all the stories they sing together. They're, like, they're not. They don't they're really both have, on stage the same amount of time. They don't really have, like, solo songs. <laughs> so mean. That is so That is like, rude. You know, like, my harmony part? Like, <laughs> they're like, just because I take the low harmony, you're not going to give me the drum desk knob? Gosh. <laughs> Ow. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine how awkward that day must have been when those came out? And the, the revival didn't get nominated for any Tonys. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They did it for the drama desk um, for the revival, too. <laughs> Only Aaron Daddy got nominated. Aaron Daddy? I don't know. Wait, oh, my gosh. <laughs> did they play the same role? That is so horrible. Yes. They just like Violet better, I guess. Well, Violet's like, no, no. I'm not justifying this. <laughs> I guess Violet kind of like 
goes through more with the uh, wedding thing. Like, I feel like the second act is very Violet heavy. But they're both on stage. I would like. Does it? Is it really gonna hurt you that much to nominate both of them if they're not? And they didn't even win. Right. <laughs> so like, you couldn't even just nominate both of them. I don't know. They really said today I'm gonna wake up and choose chaotic evil. Emily, if you're listening, we're on your side. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> we're on your other side. I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah, Josh also made a, a a quirky realization about the title. Go on, tell him, Josh. I, I did not realize that the title was a play on words. I thought it was just like sideshow, like they were from the sideshow, but it's literally sideshow because they're conjoined at the side, and it's a sideshow. <laughs> Let that sit for a second. <laughs> you heard it here, from boys. <laughs> That's what it means. So, what was your favorite song? Um, well, I Will Never Leave You is epic. Oh, so epic. I really like We Share Everything. I know it's I know it's just like a dumb Bobville number. But it's so good. But I really liked it. And I really liked the first time they sing together, Feelings You've Got to Hide, I think. Or maybe Leave Me Alone. It was one of their duets that I really liked. That I was like, I've never really heard this. Oh, what's that from? No, I know. (laughs) You Should Be Loved is great. But my favorite part, musically, not the whole song... During the Tunnel of Love, there's this one part where they, like, are climbing each other, like, melodically. And, like, then, like, she switches over and she does this, like, really pretty mix. And then Alice Ripley, like, squirts over her. It is the placement. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it's awesome. So, those are my favorite musical parts. So good. What's yours? I really liked, um, I don't know why, but I really liked the song, um, oh my gosh, what? It's the one that they sing. Oh, I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> the one where they're like, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of it? It's the one that like, they're singing basically being like, we're going to really, um, we're going to really like get a lot out of this. I'm like, these are the incorrect words. Hang on, I'm pulling up the, more than we bargained for. Oh, oh, we're gonna oh, really give a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more than we bargained for. Oh, the boys, the yeah, boys boy song. song. Yeah, yeah. I liked the like. Cute. I liked the rhythm of it. I just for it whatever reason very satisfied me. I was like, yes. oh, like Ooh. it satisfied my need for theater, which I really liked. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> and I also really liked like everyone else. It's just mm-hmm. a beautiful song, and I think I've heard it before, and I didn't know what it was from, so I felt really like I don't know. Sometimes when we listen to these shows. I hear a song and I have a what's that from moment and yeah. then I realize now I know and then I get excited, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is so good. That's a good one too. Oh my gosh. Just all in all. Bops on bops. <laughs> I also love like that one time I was explaining 110 in the shade to someone and I was like, it was a banger. And they were like, I don't think 110 in the shade I would describe <laughs> as a banger. And I just like, I get so passionate about these like random, I'm like, Gosh, sideshow bops on bops. And they're like, I want to be like everyone else. I'm like, it could be a bop. It could be a bop. That's a bop. It feels like a bop to me. I don't know. Maybe I just have my own definition. Well, maybe we're just different. <laughs> it's just quirky. I love it. It's good. What would you rate it? I would rate it like a nine. I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Yep. Like, Maybe a 10 out of 10 if I saw it. I agree. And if two, like, 
really, like, if you have two strong people playing Violet and Daisy, I think that this could be next level. Yeah. I would love to see a production of it. Yeah, me too. And I think I also think it's a... I don't know. I just think it has, like, a, a cool aspect to it. I think you could do cool things with it. I think the... From what I've seen of the Revival one, I feel like they were doing a little too much. Yeah. But I think you can do some really cool things. I think there's a lot of opportunity for inclusion of people. Yeah. And I don't know. It's I just, super unique, to The show feels specific to me. It doesn't feel like... And, like, a rant... Like, I couldn't really compare this to another show, I don't think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it stands I out. I agree. Yeah, it doesn't... And I like how it's also just... I also like, felt like I was in the world from the beginning. Like, it didn't take any convincing to me. I didn't have to, also, like... You know what I mean? Like, yes. I felt everything made sense. And uh, you wonder what? I feel like musicals like this, because it's based off of their real life. Not based off a movie. Not based off a popular book. Like, this is a musical's musical, which sometimes, you know, they don't do well because people don't know. And people are scared of things that they don't know. Because then they're just like, oh gosh, I, I don't want to spend... My brain has to work. Yeah, like, I don't want to spend Broadway money on something that I don't know, so I'm just going to go see Phantom of the Opera again for, like, the 50th time. When, like, I think that maybe if the show... I don't know. I don't know how you could get this to do better, but I wonder if maybe it just got, like, shorted because it's just a musical. Right. You know? Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. It I could see, be a cool movie. I think so too, and I think Ryan Murphy would do a really good one. I don't really know who would, would do a really good one. I don't know really who could play opposite Lady Gaga. So what about like Chloe and Holly? Oh my gosh! Can you imagine <laughs> Chloe and Holly? That'd be crazy. That'd be so good, right? Honestly, Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, <laughs> Chloe and Holly. He's never listening, show. but maybe he could be. He's so good, right? Good one. Thank you. Hmm. I was trying to think of like. Dynamic duos yeah. <laughs> that are like already a duo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. If you if you have <laughs> if you have an electronic device, if you have a streaming service, <laughs> get yourself it. a copy of Sideshow. Come on. Come on. But I would recommend the original cast album. If if you have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> if you're indecisive and you can't decide. And we'll add our favorites to our playlist on Spotify that you can listen to all of our favorite songs from all the shows that we've been talking about. Yeah, if you want a playlist of straight bops, and I'm talking bops. And you heard it from, like, the people who know. Come on. <laughs> we know the bops. We know, you know the, the empty bops. bops. <laughs> good, good asterisks. <laughs> we know the empty bops. But bops nonetheless. So... Check us out on Instagram at WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. That is at WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. We post updates every Monday and Wednesday with new episodes coming out every WTF Wednesday. So be sure to check us out. Also, if you feel so compelled, subscribe. Give us a little rate. Give us a little comment. Only a rating if it's five stars, but... <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> Only positive feedback. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yeah.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.